that as they got on the Ignatian way and they marched him out of the town, people were picking up the pieces, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, that's what you get when you put an apostolic preacher in a prison for no reason. You Hello. Know? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Word Alive broadcast. My name is Cody Dewitt, and I'm the executive producer of the Word Alive broadcast. And I'm joined today by your host, uh, Dr. Mike Dobbs. Bishop, thank you so much for joining us. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. So what we're going to talk about today is I want to go over a little bit about who you are, uh, some of the things that led up to the Word Alive broadcast, as well as your burden and what viewers can expect to see as we progress in the broadcast. Does that sound good? Yes, absolutely. Okay, wonderful. Um, so for those starting off, for those who have never met you, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Well, um, I, uh, I guess I'd have to start where it started, and that is uh, several, uh, probably 30 years ago, I was uh, a DJ at a gospel radio station and, and uh, fell in love with ministry and knew that I was called to preach from age 12. And so playing Southern gospel music for WOSM, which was one of the largest gospel stations at least in the South and possibly one of the oldest in America, and, uh, and just fell in love with, uh, with ministry and with music and, and such as that, and even with production. Uh, and so uh, after all of those years at the radio station, uh, we went evangelizing. The Lord called us into full-time ministry, and then that led to us pastoring in Wiggins, Mississippi. And I have been there for 30 years as pastor, and now I am uh, overseeing as the bishop and and they have uh, a pastor there as well. So uh, we are um, very excited about what God is doing with us now. Um, and uh, I uh, have been, like I said, ministering since I was 12 years old and and have a, a very des- strong desire to pursue the kingdom and to minister to uh, not only to the lost, but also to pastors and, and young ministers. And we're doing a lot of that now in conferences around the world. Amen. So you mentioned your time as a DJ at WOSM Radio. Uh, while you were there, did you ever dream of doing anything such as the Word Alive radio broadcast? You know, Cody, the only thing is that I I uh, knew that I was going to be a pastor. I knew mm-hmm. my, my calling was pastoral, and so I knew that was going to happen. Um, and so, you know, whenever, uh, we were elected as pastor of, of Word Alive Revival Center, I, I wasn't surprised because I knew that that's what God had for me. And that was the, the type of ministry that he had given me. Right. But to say that I would have known where I am now, um, absolutely not. I never dreamed. I mean, it'd been prophesied over me several times that I would, uh, that the next step from this pastoring and mentoring would be an international ministry, but I really never dreamed it would be as uh, widespread and, and uh, encompassing as it has become. And uh, I feel very privileged just to be a part. You know, God has kind of put me on the front seat to see uh, the beginnings of his end time harvest and, and not only the, the souls being saved, but to see him putting all of the pieces of the machine together and, raising up and grooming men that are going to impact the world. And, and there are men that, that I am bishop over that I truly believe that they have the potential and will 
impact the world uh, in end time harvest. I believe there'll be uh, overseers of end time harvest, just like God has called me to. And so it's just really exciting to see the masterful plan that God has and what he is doing. Right. So I want to talk now, uh, transition over into uh, the Word Defined Research Study Bible. Yeah. Uh, what inspired you to take on such an endeavor? Well, you know, I was in Israel and we were sitting in the lobby of uh, the Shalom Jerusalem and we were actually visiting with some very distinguished guests. There was a couple rabbis there that we had befriended and, and uh, several other ministers. And one of the rabbis just very candidly said to me, well, you Christians, Western Christians, will never really truly understand the Holy Scriptures because you don't even know what the meaning of the names of people and places are. And there's significant meaning hidden in the names of the people and places. And when he said that, that really provoked me. I mean, uh, uh, to the point of, you know, how dare you? But then <laughs> I got to thinking, I said, you know, he's, he's really right. Um, the Bible had not fully been translated because we just simply rewrote the names of the people in all of the translations or the places, but we never really understood from a Hebrew aspect of uh, what those names meant. So to be honest with you, we were at the Ben Guy Hotel, uh, which is suspended over the Galilee. It's a beautiful hotel. And and uh, I was in my room and, and those words just came back to me and I said, you know, that is something that I, I, I think I want to do. And so in prayer, the Lord just reinforced that desire. And, uh, and so I began, even before I left Jerusalem, to translate uh, Genesis, uh, about the first four chapters of Genesis, the names. And when I got to the story of Abraham and how he left Ur and went to the promised land and with Sarah and he took Lot with him, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's a story in the story. Mm -hmm. And it dawned on me that, you know, Jesus taught in parables, which he was God Almighty in flesh, and he taught in parables. And, uh, you know, he taught in parables in the Old Testament too, same God. Right. And so all of a sudden, you know, I realized that Ur means uh, the place of bricks or, or uh, the place of the flame, which indicates a comfort zone. And so God called Abraham, Abram, Abram, the high father out of the comfort zone to go into promise. And he took his wife, but he also took Lot, which was against God's command. And Lot means the secret things, mm -hmm. the hidden things. And they got as far as Haran, which means the place of compromise. And I'm like, whoa. So Abram, because he took the hidden things, the concealed things, only got as far as compromise. And, it was, and he took Tira with him too. And Tira in the Akkadian means the nature of a wild goat. Uh, in, uh, in the Hebrew, it would be equivalent to obstinate or stubborn. And so because he took stubbornness and the concealed thing, he only got as far as compromise. And it wasn't until he buried his stubbornness and, and, uh, and that he was able to go into the promised land. Well, he's able to leave compromise. And right. so I'm translating all this. I'm saying, whoa. So the meaning of the names tells a, 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 even a deeper story right. than just what you're reading that are on those pages. And so I began the word to find, and you can see it's three volumes, <laughs> and it took eight and a half years. My goodness. And, uh, you know, because I had to do it when I had time. And right. a lot of times it would be when 
uh, everybody had gone to bed and I would sit up for three or four hours and translate. And, and you know, not only did I have to translate the name once, but I had to translate it every page. Right. So it became quite an endeavor. And, um, but it, I told my wife, I said, you know, Pam, uh, what I have learned from doing this um, has been so remarkable and has changed my ministry and enriched in my ministry that even if I hadn't published it, it, it still would have been uh, a, a very strong uh, milestone and marker in my life and, and enveloping my ministry to what it is today. Amen. And then, of course, since then, we've written the Word Alive Summary of the New Testament, which is a summary of all the books of the New Testament, but it has it's in outline form. So you literally could take it into a small group and open it up and just teach right from the book or to the pulpit and teach, uh, you know, the, the basic facts. And there's also some character sketches of the chief people uh, in the New Testament. So most of my work has been research. Um, and uh, I, I've always been a researcher since I was probably a teenager. Um, I, I have to admit, I probably am a modified nerd. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> because I love to read and I love to research and study, but you know, I didn't, that's what God called me to do. So I guess that was what it was. I was supposed to be, I was ordained to be one, well, that's all but right. anyway, uh, that, that's, that's what I do is research. And so uh, I have 25 years of research in did you know boxes in this uh, set right here. Uh, and I was privileged to go to the seven churches of Asia minor to the cities of where the seven churches were and do research there. And, and to Egypt and to uh, Turkey, uh, which which is where the New Testament really occurred. Right. Of course, to Israel and and I spent a good amount of time in Greece too, which is also where the New Testament occurred. And so I have been to most every city that's mentioned in the Book of Acts. Uh, you know, whether it is an ancient city or a modern city, and and God has just allowed me to do that, and it has just uh, given me the ability. I th I feel to make the word come alive because whenever I'm reading that, that verse, I'm literally envisioning the environment that that verse took place in. And so that's what I, I try to do. And that's why we call it the word alive broadcast. Amen. So the word alive, we talked about the word alive radio broadcast. And now here we are with the word alive broadcast that you've decided to do uh, via video. Um, where did that that particular idea come from to, to now transfer from radio to video? Well, I think that's what everything is doing, you know. But uh, on WOSM, I went back after I had uh, been away for many years. And the owners, as you know, were very dear to me, almost mm -hmm. like parents. And, and so they encouraged me to have a radio broadcast. And I have to tell you that whenever I was a DJ, and you were also a DJ at that station. I and, was. And uh, so it's funny how both of our paths have been so similar, and right. and now we're together in this effort. But I don't think that's an accident, by the way. No, sir. But, uh, you know, I um, uh, whenever I was on the radio, uh, we began, I came back from Russia, and the Lord really impressed me to start teaching verse-by-verse -verse commentary. And I remember when I was a DJ that, Dr. J. Vernon McGee did verse-by-verse mm -hmm. -verse commentary. He went through the whole Bible, called Through the Bible. Mm -hmm. I have his commentaries. And uh, he was a real inspiration to me. Of all of the radio programs that I played uh, during my shift, um, I made sure to listen to that because I was always so impressed with his treatment of the word verse by verse. And mm -hmm. I thought, man, you know, this is amazing. And, and he was a very knowledgeable man. 
And so whenever I began to think, well, what, what would I would do if, if I was going to have a radio program? Of course, his inspiration came back to me. And I said, well, if I could give it an apostolic uh, slant, you know, if I could do it in a way um, and go farther than Dr. J. Vernon McGee did uh, by going to the apostolic level, I said, that would be, you know, that'd be what I'd want to do. Mm -hmm. So for seven and a half years until the station actually sold, um, I was on the radio and we had a very faithful listening audience. I heard from them quite often. And then when Facebook and, and uh, 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 MySpace came into being, I started hearing from them personally. And uh, when I went off the air, I had several phone calls from people saying, when you find another station, let us know and we will help you sponsor your program. So that let me know that, you know, we must have been meeting some kind of need. Right. And uh, so, you know, I immediately began to look for radio stations, never could find anything that I felt comfortable with when I would pray about it. And then a, probably about a month and a half ago, I, I was in my normal morning prayer and the Lord spoke to me and said, now is the time. He said, uh, you'll do it on video. You'll do it on YouTube, and here is your production crew. And he literally named everybody that would be a part of production. And so I can honestly say that you being the executive producer is a God-ordained thing because, you know, I really didn't have anybody in mind. I was just going to get in a room with a camera and really didn't know. I've learned a whole lot in the last uh, six weeks about video. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you that he gave me that, and then he showed me exactly how I would support it. And uh, the whole plan just laid it out. And I was just so blown away. I said, God, why now? You know, and the Lord just let me know that, uh, you know, we have probably over 30 pastors that we're bishop over now. And, and I wish I could call them and touch them every day. I wish I could say something to them that would in inspire them. And uh, there's, there's not enough time in a day to do right. that. And so this would be a way that they could tune in and watch, or they could, a lot of the young ministers in their churches that I go and teach sometimes. And now because there's so many, I don't even have enough weeks in the year to go and visit them. So I felt like this would be a great opportunity for a Bible class. And uh, we could go verse by verse commentary and it would and just try to be a conduit of the Holy Ghost and to say whatever it is that he would want me to say. And, uh, and that it would be a time of impartation, that my minister brethren that uh, look to me as their oversight could uh, not only watch themselves, but they could get their young men and young ladies together that are in ministry and make a class of it and watch it. And uh, so this, it really has a two-pronged thing that we hope we can impact people we've never touched, but we also hope that we can inspire and, and equip those that we have touched and those that God has allowed me to be the oversight. And uh, we've done a little of this. We uh, taught uh, on video in Norway, um, the, the uh, uh, MIT, which is Ministers in Training in Oslo, uh, Brother Andr Andreasen. Uh, he would bring his ministers together on, a, uh, on a, a monthly basis, and I would teach two 45-minute sessions uh, for us to, you know, share. And of course it was a video interaction class. So I could see them raise their hand and we could answer their questions. And it was awesome. Oh, and, wow. And it really kind of inspired me. And now I realize that everything I learned at the radio station and everything I've experienced as uh, an international evangelist, and now everything that I am uh, experiencing uh, as far as 
whatever I've learned and how to broadcast is all for this moment. And I feel like that this is a destiny thing that God had intended that I never saw coming, but I want to do whatever he tells me to do. Amen. That's what we all want. So for so many, um, the Bible is just words on a page, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but the, the events in the Bible, as you know, uh, they were real events that took place in the lives of real people, and they happened in real places. What are some things that the viewers can expect to see uh, from this broadcast that will hopefully help the Word become more alive to them? Well, what I hope to do, and, and this is what we have full intention to do, is, of course, probably 70% of the program will be uh, in a studio teaching verse-by-verse -verse commentary, but for instance, on Monday, I leave for Greece, mm -hmm. and uh, I hope to do some live classes from uh, maybe the Parthenon or some other places key to Athens. Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to Thessaloniki this time or not, but if we do, I already have the place picked out in Thessaloniki <laughs> that I want to do it, uh, right at the gate where Paul came into the city. And, uh, you know, and then I've been to Philippi. I've taken several people there for tours. And so if we go to Philippi, uh, we will we will literally take the verse of where it occurred at Philippi, and we will stand in Philippi, and we will we will film live that class from that location, wow. and I'll be able to show the ruins of that city and and what is neat about Philippi, folks. And I'm just this is a a spoiler, but uh, when when Paul and uh, when Paul was in prison, Paul and Silas and God destroyed the prison and set him free. The earthquake that destroyed the prison destroyed the city. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, we don't see that when we read the scripture. We're like, okay, God just messed up the building. No, right. oh, that earthquake leveled that city. And so you can imagine the next day whenever the uh, the uh, magistrates uh, released him from prison and, and he said, no, you're going to march me out because I'm a Roman citizen. <laughs> that as they got on the Ignatian way and they marched him out of the town, People were picking up the pieces, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, that's what you get when you put an apostolic preacher in a prison for no reason. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we will be able to to make the word come alive by giving you the settings. And even in class, because of the research I've done, um, I've that's what I've always done. I mean, our name of our church is Word Alive Revival Center. Uh, and actually, it was named after the broadcast. But it's because what we do is, is we try to make the word come alive. We, it, we try to, to make the, the people in that verse people with emotions and feelings and the settings of the background, the customs. I've done a lot of research in that. And so I try to recreate um, this as if it is a stage with actors and, and they're playing the parts that God destined them to play. Uh, in every story of the Bible. And, uh, you know, so it isn't just a book with words on the pages, and it's not a book with names that you don't understand. Uh, the word alive, the word defined will actually tell you what that name means. Right. And what was so amazing is so many of these people actually became what their name was. It was almost like when God gave the father the name. And see, the, there's a Jewish tradition that when the father would bring the son to the temple on the eighth day to be circumcised, that an angel of the Lord would speak to the father and tell him what to name his son. So every name of every son of the Jews, of the, of the people of Israel, was a, 
angel whispered name that became not only their name, it became who they were, right. what they became, um, and their destiny. Their name was their destiny. And to me, that is so amazing. I mean, it just goes to show you the, the, uh, the power of God and the, the providence of God, you know, and so, right, right. Uh, and so that makes it all. And, and so when you know the meanings and you have the backgrounds and, and you can even see the ruins of what was there, uh, that is going to be, I think, uh, add another dimension to this effort that we're doing on YouTube. Absolutely. And the on-location stuff is something that I'm particularly excited about. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, we got a little camera on a gimbal, and uh, we'll have a cameraman with us, and uh, he'll be able to just do some, you know, it, it, may, it may not be as studio perfect as our executive producers would like it to be, <laughs> but it's going to be live and right there is where it's going to be. It's so going to be, be raw footage. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So on the subject of the Word Alive broadcast, uh, what would you say is the end goal? What do you want God to do through this ministry? Well, what I would love to see is just to develop a listening audience of people who love the Bible and uh, love to study. I've always been one that wanted to encourage people to study. You can go in my office and see the 1,500 books that I have in there. That's probably not an exaggeration. Probably not. <laughs> uh, my office is a library, but I've always just wanted to encourage people to study. And so I tried to study for them to make it interesting to so that it would intrigue them to do it too. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the other thing that I would love to see is people that have never read the Bible because they have always seen it as just an archaic book full of words that they don't understand and concepts they don't comprehend and names they can't pronounce, that all of a sudden it will become the living, breathing book that it really is, the voice of God, the counsel of God, the wisdom of God, and the book that gives us salvation and proves that he is God and that he is the only God and that his book is, is his word, you know. And so if we can reach people that's never been reached, if we can encourage people that's never read or never studied, I guess one of the, the, the highest compliments I've ever received is the letters and the comments and the Facebook messages that I've received from people that have said, your Bible is the first Bible I've ever read all the way through. Wow. And that just, and I'm telling you, that touches me, you know, because Absolutely. I'm thinking, okay, there was something in that work in uh, eight and a half years that that intrigued them so much that they didn't put it down, but they read it and they had to keep going back to it. And it wasn't really more of a compliment to me because I know who told me to do it, but it was a compliment to him. Right. And to say, okay, there's someone that has given time to read the word of God completely through. Uh, and surely, I mean, I've read it through 13, 14, 15 times. And it has impacted me every time. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just have to say that if I can get somebody to just read the Bible through, then that is that is, makes it all worthwhile to me. And of course, when we do the the uh, the word uh, the Word Alive broadcast, our textbook is going to be the Word Defined. So a lot of the information that I have included in the book is going to be uh, you know there in, in the broadcast. And then we are right now making it uh, possible to make all four of these books ebooks mm -hmm. for people, and hopefully we will be able to republish. We do not have actual physical publications of the book right now um, because of uh, 
a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so because we we lost our inventory um, through a very unfortunate circumstance, um, we're we don't have physical books, but we will be making them available in ebook, so people can download them and study right along with us. Uh, and that'll be our textbook. That's going to be fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to the ebooks. Yeah, that's great. So, if people would like to support this ministry, how can they do so? Well, you know, and, and that is amazing because um, probably before the Lord really told me to do this, I was exposed to uh, something called Patreon, mm -hmm. and uh, I think you and I had even discussed it. And so, I, I didn't even know what it was. And so, I went online, and, and of course, it gives a person a privilege to pick out what level of monthly support that they want to do. And so when the Lord was showing me all this, he just showed me, he said, and the reason that I exposed you to Patreon is because that's how you're going to support the ministry. And so we hope that uh, we can get enough supporters that I'll be able to take a full camera crew with me when I go. And what I'm doing when I go to these places, I'm preaching conferences. I'm, I'm going to be sp uh, preaching at the National Conference in Greece next week. And and uh, I've just fell in love with the Greek people, and they love me. God somehow has given me favor with the Greeks, and they treat me like a Greek, you know. <laughs> and uh, I guess I could live there. You know, my wife says I say that about every place, every place I go. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, so we, we're actually there ministering. But while we're there, we're going to be shooting video because I do have some spare time. Right. Uh, and so we'll take a day when we're not doing the conference and we'll shoot some video of the classes and such as that. So, you know, if, if it gets to the place where we can support it, uh, I'd love to take some camera people with me so we can really do it right. right. And uh, because we want it to be a quality broadcast and we've already gone to great extremes to buy quality equipment to try to make it, you know, if you're going to do it for God, it needs to be a cut above. Absolutely. And absolutely. if you don't feel like we're there yet, just bear with us. We're learning right? and we'll get there because that's our endeavor. But I will say, you know, that uh, if we can get that kind of support, that's what we intend to do. And we're also taking pastors with us and exposing them to this ministry. And so, you know, what's awesome is I take a pastor with me and he, I took one to Australia last year and he will never be the same. That's awesome. He's like, oh my Lord, I've got friends in a foreign place and I'm in touch with them all the time. And, and he's going back, you know, he's going back with me next year. Wonder why, you know, <laughs> because it just gets in your blood when right. you start ministering to people around the world. And so that's what's happening now, you know. And so I hope that I would be able to bring other ministers with me and, and let them ex learn because there's a worldwide end time harvest that's about to take place. And I hope somehow that the Word of Life broadcast will be some small part of that. Amen. And in equipping ministers and, and, and reaching people in foreign countries and building churches uh, and establishing churches, uh, that's, that's our goal is to uh, impact people, make them love the word of the Lord, that they'll study, uh, that will mentor ministers and get them ready for harvest and ready to pastor new works that are going to come up very quickly because of the end time harvest. I believe God is going to do a very quick work in the last days. We're already seeing the hints of it, but it will happen very quickly because the window of opportunity will not be open very long. And when that happens, we must be ready. We must be equipped. And I hope that the Word of Life broadcast can be a part of that and the ministry that we're doing abroad and, and equipping ministers that we can help them get ready for the, the challenges and the privileges and the joys of the harvest that is about to come. Amen. Well, I'm 
very excited about what's coming, and I appreciate you very much for sitting down and talking with me today. Um, if you would like to support this ministry, as he mentioned, we have a Patreon page, and the link for that is actually going to be down in the description, so uh, you won't have much trouble finding that. We appreciate you watching today, and stay tuned for more content coming your way in the very near future. Thank you, Joe.